All right, guys, welcome to today's episode of Locked On SEC Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Blake Lovell, and on today's episode of the podcast, in a conversation with Auburn head coach Bruce Pearl, uh, as always, uh, I share any of the SEC interviews we do uh, on the Marching to Madness podcast here on the Locked On SEC podcast as well. And so we caught up with him, uh, talked about a lot of different things, uh, certainly uh, the adjustments and what's been a unique offseason in college basketball thus far, and he talked about how they're approaching it uh, moving forward here and uh, just you know putting everything in perspective when the SEC tournament was canceled uh, you know about a month and a half ago now and really you know what that was like and how he approached that with his team uh, once it was canceled because they were one of the teams uh, that were waiting you know to play their next game and so we talked a bit about that um, what the expectations are for this program moving forward uh, how guys like Devin Cambridge uh, Alan Flanagan and Jalen Williams all Uh, picked up valuable experience and saw their roles expand really throughout the season. And he brought up a good point uh, in talking about one of the biggest lessons not only they learned, but uh, really all college athletes could learn uh, from guys like that, specifically in college basketball, uh, in terms of how they expanded their roles throughout the season. Uh, The recruiting class and uh, just some quick thoughts on that and uh, how they continue, you know, certainly to recruit very well uh, there at Auburn and uh, with Sharif Cooper leading the way in what is a top 10 recruiting class for this upcoming season and knowing that those guys will have to play key roles for the Tigers after losing uh, several key players uh, from their roster. Uh, So we talked about that uh, and then we went into some other random things uh, just talking about what he's been up to non-basketball related stuff uh, as he uh, has a lot more uh, time on his hands at home but as he said uh, he's still focused on basketball first but we went into a lot of different things um, talking about uh, his love of the outdoors uh, Tom Brady going to the Bucks, and uh, Michael Jordan which is what everyone's talking about right now so he talked about a lot of different things always a fun conversation so let's go ahead and jump into the conversation with Auburn head coach Bruce Pearl. All right, guys, welcome back to the Marching to Madness podcast. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Ken Cross, and we're excited to welcome back one of our favorite guests, and that is Auburn head coach, Bruce Pearl. Uh, Coach, start off with here. uh, First time catching up with you, I think, since all of this sort of started. We just want to check in, uh, see how you, your family, uh, the Auburn basketball family, everyone just sort of uh, hanging in there with everything that's going on. Well, we're all, you know, like you said, it's it's, it's all about the just the whatever – the new normal is whatever, you know, kind of whatever that is, but we're, you know, listen, we're blessed. Uh, we are, we're, we're, we're our, our family has been passed over as far as the coronavirus is concerned. We have, we have absolutely nothing to, you know, complain about, um, you know, just, uh, um, you know, looking forward to, you know, proud of our country for getting through, uh, what we've, what we've been getting through, um, and looking forward to getting back to, uh, to business safely and, and, and the right way. And, um, you know, this could have been a, this could have been, uh, an even greater disaster, but, uh, we didn't, we didn't let it and just, you know, um, uh, let's just, uh, you know, it, it does make you very, very grateful for what you, what you miss, what you, you know, what you, what we've missed. And coach, uh, you know, talking to other coaches, I know we were all here in Nashville, uh, getting ready, you know, for that second day of the SEC tournament. I know it was a really surreal experience for everyone. Um, what was it like for you? Because I know coaches have talked about, you know, having that conversation with their team and putting it in perspective, certainly what was going on. But at the same time, I know that's a tough conversation to have for a bunch of kids uh, that are getting ready to play in a tournament and then go on to play in the NCAA tournament. Well, you know, it's, listen, again, 
let's put everything in perspective, right? Let's let's stop mm-hmm. and let's put everything in perspective of 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 what what this could have been, and um, um, and 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 we're not going to complain about not playing a basketball game or not playing a tournament. Uh, you know, when people are losing their lives and fighting to save people's lives and, you know, unemployed and all those different things. Um, we're grateful that we got to complete the regular season. We're blessed to feel to have finished second in the SEC this year, you know, in an incredible, you know, a really competitive league. Um, you know, um, and, and, and the fact that uh, their seniors didn't get to, you know, have that one shining moment again. Uh, yeah, it's disappointing, but again, in perspective, um, it's nothing compared to, you know, what lots of folks are going through. Coach, uh, just thinking about your program right now, I was, I was curious about the, uh, adaptation junior staff, you know, have had to make, you know, with the players and stuff during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, here's the deal. Most, more than anything, you know, the challenge of, let's just say five seniors plus Isaac Okoro. So I'm going to lose six guys. And, and those six guys are going to start on the rest of their life right now. You know, and, right. uh, you know, for Isaac, it's pretty clear. Uh, he's done enough work to, you know, to put himself in the, in the, in the lottery. Uh, uh, Austin Wiley's probably done enough work, uh, you know, to be somewhere in the second round. But he would have loved to have had that opportunity to go to Chicago and, and, and play against, the, you know, whoever else was going to be there and, have a chance to dominate them because, you know, Austin didn't make first or second team all SEC, but he, you know, he, he outplayed Nick Richards when he played against them. And, and, uh, you know, Rick, Nick Richards was the best big man in our league. And, you know, uh, you know, Samir Dowdy, the way he was playing in the other season as a senior, you know, Samir could have gone to Chicago and, and maybe made some real noise. Um, so that's all delayed. And, um, um, you know, uh, but they're going to get their opportunity. Um, and uh, so what we've done is we went from focusing on everything about the team and what we needed to be successful and the complete focus turned to the individual players and what did they need to do, you know, particularly the seniors and Isaac and Coral. Uh, the returning guys, you know, they had to, we had to finish up class uh, and we had to, um, um, you know, um, prepare for new roles. Uh, you know, the frustrating part of that is uh, – you know, I've got some good players returning, but none of whom were in any kind of a dominating role or star role. Uh, we, you know, we, we lost five from a final four team, including uh, three pros. And I lost six this year from a team that finished second league. So you lose 11 players in two years that did the bulk of everything we did. And, uh, you know, obviously that sort of speaks for itself. Coach, that senior class had so many eclectic abilities, you know, the and, and the experience and things. You know, it, we're getting to the point now in the game where we seldom see five seniors with that much ability together. Well, I mean, it was it, – look, it, it, we had uh, a point guard in Javon McCormick was, who was as fast and as quick as anybody in the league. We had Samir Dowdy, who was, you know, just a great breakdown guy that can play a little backup point guard. He can shoot the basketball. And, 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 and those really good defenders. We, you know, we had, we had uh, a Danielle Purify and Anthony McLemore, two athletic forwards that could both stretch and shoot the basketball. And then we had Austin Wiley, who could, you know, defend and rebound and protect the rim and score around a basket. You're right. So, I mean, we had, you know, five great pieces. And then Isaac Carl uh, is going to be a top five player drafted, maybe. Certainly top ten. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he yeah. was just a freshman who, you know, he came out of, uh, you know, he wasn't a McDonald's All-American. Ken, you, you're out there following it real closely. You know, he was a, right. he was a highly recruited kid, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't off the chart and he goes from 40 something to top five. 
you know, Chumo Kiki, two years at Auburn, and he goes from 40-something, not McDonald's All-American, to 16 in the draft. Those are the kind of things that we're really, really, really proud of. And, uh, and, and who's next? And who's the next guy that's going to go from, you know, uh, not being a McDonald's All-American to being a, being a, a lottery pick? And Coach, you see, talk about who's next. I know three guys in particular we talked about with you during the season. And as we look ahead to next season, um, Devin Cambridge, Alan Flanagan, Jalen Williams, guys like that who, who became more confident that they started playing more consistent. Um, how valuable was that experience for them just, just to have this season that they had, you know, to learn under some of those seniors and now get their opportunity going into next season? Well, I mean, it's 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 everything. And it's it's obviously – you know, of great, great value. And, and I think the thing, you know, about it that, that you know, kind of gets, uh, uh, I get sort of, I guess sort of gets lost in the translation a little bit is um, just having patience. I mean, uh, you know, uh, obviously nobody, nobody wants to be patient anymore um, and, uh, and, and kind of earn their way into a more dominating role. You know, Jalen Williams, um, wasn't playing much his 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 uh, uh, at the freshman at start of the freshman season. He wasn't quite ready. He 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 just he didn't he wasn't you know able to play with the kind of with the kind of effort and energy and toughness and and experience and and but you know what he stayed patient. He kept working. He went every day in practice against those seniors. And when Isaac Coral got hurt late in the year, by golly, he was ready. And all of a sudden, he looked like one of the top 10 freshmen in the league. And um, he wasn't going to be able to be in that situation at the start of, uh, of our season. But he didn't. His, parent, his, his mom wasn't calling every day going, why isn't he playing? And how come he's not doing this? And his AAU coach, you know, was supportive. And, and, and you know what? As a result, you know, it's a great lesson. And guys, just don't worry about when. You know, you're going to get your opportunity. I mean, people are going to, we're all going to get our opportunities in life. The question is, are you going to be ready when the opportunity presents itself? And, and, and we, too, too many people worry way too much about, about, about you know, getting it when they want it instead of when they're ready for it. I'll tell you another thing I've, I've kind of come to. I think it's a coach's responsibility sometimes to put the players in positions to be successful. In other words, if you put a guy out there and you ask him to do something he's not ready to do or capable to do and he looks bad, you know, just blame him. Just blame him. Say, well, you know, he can't do this and he can't do this and whine about it, complain about it and whatever. No, don't ask him to do what he can't do. Hey, Coach, Sharif Cooper, you know, headline what so far, you know, we've got a top 10 recruiting class coming to the Plains. Talk about the ability now of you guys being able to attract that five-star or four-star look on a regular basis. Well, you know, Ken, here's the deal. It's a four. We got one five-star in Shreve Cooper who was a McDonald's All-American, my first at Auburn. And, and the rest of them, you're right, are three-star, four-star guys. Guys with a little chip on his shoulder. And, and so, you know, it's a really nice class. And, again, it's a balanced class. It's got some size. It's got some quickness. It's got some toughness. Um, you know, we probably, we're not done. You know, we have got a couple more scholarships left and, and we'll see, you know, what, what, you know, but, but I think the biggest thing is what kind of character are you bringing into your locker room? You know, what kind of work ethic, what kind of buy-in and, and the key, if you can recruit them the right way and don't promise them a Rose Garden. You know, I know Pat Summit. I learned so much from her. I mean, she looked her girls in the eye and said, what are you looking at me for? You, you signed up for this. You, you said you wanted to be a lady of all, you, you know, you know, you understand that. 
Well, I mean, for me, that's kind of how I am. You know, don't look at me funny. You said you want to play for me. You said you want to play hard. You don't want to take possessions up. You're going to play a team game. You're going to compete in the classroom. You're going to serve in the community. You know, and 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 so that that for me, that's kind of that's kind of what 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 is what, what is really important. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch, or even for me, uh, even when you're eating breakfast. Uh, I love food, and that's why I love Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because uh, I can get food delivered without having to leave the house or even opening the door. Uh, and given what's going on in the world, you know, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside the door. Uh, they also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout uh, from local restaurants around here. So, And look, we all need to be supporting our neighborhood spots right now. Uh, I've been only ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. Uh, they actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need uh, from places like Walgreens and other places like that and just dropping it right outside the door. All you have to do to have the same experience is just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. Uh, and for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100, yes, $100, of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, all you have to do is download the app and use the code Locked On. all one word. That's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Coach, um, you know, we talk about your team. I know we'll talk more with you, you know, throughout the summer ahead of next season and such. But uh, any hobbies you're, you're trying to partake in now with uh, some of this time? I know you guys are still working hard. Like you said, you've still got a lot to do. But uh, any hobbies you're, you're trying to take up here during this some of this free time you have? Uh, any of my hobbies? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't have no hobbies. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, my hobbies are coaching. You know, my, I, I like to plant flowers and take care of my yard. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I like to, I love to be outside. That's it. I love to be outside. So love those sunrises and those sunsets. And, <laughs> and, and I'm able to get, I'm able to get more of them now. And there's a, there's a little less stress. I haven't lost a game in, in a month and a half. That's true. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> hey coach, I know you, we're all coping with this pandemic, but I was just curious if your lovely wife, Brandy, had kind of a to-do list for you once it started. Oh, my God. Ken, my garage ain't never been this clean. You can't believe it. It's unbelievable. My closet, I've cleaned my closet out twice already. In fact, I've got, got, got a bunch of stuff i got to bring to Goodwill. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, I, it's my honey-do list is, is, is long and distinguished. And distinguished. There you go. Hey, Coach, I know you're a New England-Boston uh, sports fan. Uh, how do you like Tom Brady and uh, Gronk coming down here to the Bay to play for the Buccaneers? Well, I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's tremendous. Uh, you know, I, I, and I think the way everybody's responding to it has been great in the sense that the, the vast, vast majority of the New England fans are about, hey, hey, man, you go. You know, you, you, you are amazing, you know, and you'll always be a New England Patriot. And, now go get Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl and add to your legacy and whatever whatever you want, Tom. Whatever you want, man. You've earned it. And so, uh, you know, I just uh, – hey, you know, I mean, he's going to be a great competitor. He's going to make everybody else around him. He's going to make everybody be accountable. Uh, he's going to give the Tampa Bay Bucks some hope. Really love the, the offensive lineman they got from Iowa that's going to protect him. And, and uh, I, mm. I knew Gronk wasn't done playing. I was kind of hoping he was going to come back late in the year. 
I just didn't I just didn't think he wanted to go to training camp. So I thought he was gonna <laughs> yeah. want to come back sometime last year during the Patriots. But uh now all I gotta do is get Edelman and uh and, and they'll put the put the put the crew back together. Hey Bruce, that- I was just going to say, we got good wide receivers down here. We got Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard. We got Mike Evans. We we got him some uh, people. He put Edelman in there, man. It'll it'll be like trying to guard uh, an NBA team on defense. It, it, no question. He's going to make those guys smarter because there's, there's, there's places they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there, and they, they, they better be there on time because he's going to be on target. And coach, just to wrap up, like I said, we've had some fun here. I know we don't always get a chance to do this during the grind of the season, but uh, everyone's talking about Michael Jordan right now, uh, the last dance, everything that's going on. Uh, just from your perspective, you know, we talked to other coaches about it. Just just watching him play during that era, uh, what's maybe some of the biggest things you think players now could learn from a guy like that? Just his competitiveness, uh, certainly just one of a kind in the game. Well, man, it was just about winning championships. That's all. That's all it ever was. And uh, Billy was. He was he was one of the only guys that could keep De- Dennis Rodman in check, and, and 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 you know and get him to play, get him to play for the team. He, and he let Dennis be Dennis. He wasn't trying to he didn't try to have him be somebody that he wasn't. But on the floor, you better rebound and play. De- you know, and he, you know, there were certain things he, he wasn't trying to change him, but he could he could he 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 was disciplined. Uh, he was tough. Um, he understood the importance of defending and rebounding and what it was all about. All it was about was winning. He shared the credit, but he held everybody accountable. I mean, he was a little—he was, you know—he was a little intimidating to play with as a teammate. Yeah. You know, you better. And Brady's going to be the same way now. I'm just telling you. Yeah. He's—he's—he's he's, he's going to be fair, but uh, you know, you're going to have to—you're going to have to, uh, uh, you know, he, he's going to hold you to account. Coach, uh, thanks as always for the time. We always enjoy catching up with you, and I look forward to talking to you again here soon. Okay, uh, guys. Thanks for uh, great to be with y'all. And uh, y'all be safe, and uh, this this too shall pass. All right, that was the conversation with Auburn head coach Bruce Pearl. And, uh, again, it, it was fun to, to talk to him certainly about, you know, Auburn and, and the program moving forward. We know the kind of success they've had uh, over the years. We've talked about it. Um, you know, we've mentioned how they're second in the league in the past five seasons in overall wins. Um, and really just a dramatic turnaround they've had there for the program. But I also thought it was interesting, you know, this is such a unique time period for everyone, and we don't always get to talk with coaches, you know, just about other anything other than basketball. And so I think it's always fun uh, to get their insight on other random stuff as well. And because, uh, you know, they're always in basketball mode during the season and even heading into the season, um, you know, and I think that's something where you've seen a lot of things out there where, uh, at least now, you know, coaches and members of uh, front offices, we've, we've heard like NFL people talk about it, uh, how they're, they're kind of reflecting on this and realizing that, uh, you know, it, it's been very nice for them to, to have the opportunity to be at home more. And, and certainly, you know, it, it's fun for us to get to talk to these coaches um, about things that, that don't always just reflect necessarily on basketball and other stuff as well. And um, so a really fun conversation, as you could tell, you know, we, we'd hit on a lot of different things. And, and as I said, you know, we'll have a chance uh, to catch up, talk more about next season, uh, you know, as we go throughout the summer and all that. But uh, great to catch up with him. So thanks again to Auburn head coach uh, Bruce Pearl for joining us on the podcast. And uh, be sure to subscribe. Head over to any podcast app you use. Just search for Lockdown SEC. 
Uh, for everything else, you can follow me on Twitter at the Blake Level. And you heard him mention Isaac Okoro, who will be uh, undoubtedly one of the top players picked uh, in the NBA draft, as will uh, Anthony Edwards from Georgia. Uh, so if you're looking forward to the NBA draft, you want to see where some of these players from your favorite teams could land, uh, just tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Chad Ford's NBA Big Board uh, for great NBA draft coverage. But uh, thanks as always for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next time here on the Locked On SEC Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network.